and welcome to Swapping Joysticks. My name is Biggest Better. Now, I just noticed that every time I start the podcast, I'm like, hello and welcome. And I thought it's... Are we... Oh, you did record that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, of course I did. Wow. Very professional. Um, welcome, this is Swapping Joysticks, your home of all things gaming, streaming and gay. <laughs> and I'm Ben Ostwick, otherwise known as Biggest Ben, as joined as always by Er Indoors, Ed Nightingale. Me indoors, you forever indoors. Yeah, I know, that's true. I need some vitamin D, as my mother told me today. I know, she said, Ed, you need some D. Yeah. She did. Yeah. Did she? And she brought food over. She did? It's, I mean, you doing any editing is is a miracle. Okay, should we start again? No, no, it's fine. We'll carry on. <laughs> just just to be clear. There was a, a thing that Ed... Well, you were explaining. Well, I can't quite remember what it was, but essentially I had cooked it in cider. No, no you said... His, the drink. You gave me some, like food while i was on stream and you were like oh my mum made this and then you went she cooked it in cider and i was like you listened to it wrong well no you just you said it like that it was a bit of a strange thing in cider yeah in cider now welcome to some just we're gonna be salad (laughs) she did um so we're gonna be talking about what we're gonna be talking about we'll be talking about gaming and streaming and gays because that's what we do but i've started listening to some other podcasts Oh, and that's dangerous. The thing is, what they do at Are the you beginning. You getting ideas? Yeah, I'm getting ideas. Oh, no. no, but we, they just say at the beginning what's going to be mentioned, and I'm like, you know, yeah, because you're not going to listen all the way in. And be like, like a contents page. Yeah, we got the contents page. So, Diablo Four, Sea of Thieves, the Final Fantasy 16 demo, Final Fantasy 14, Shadowbringers, and. Also, Summer Games Fest and the Xbox yep. Showcase and all the oh my God. the best stuff. We said this was going to be a short one, but... I, I mean, we can pick out the best stuff. Yeah, it wasn't that much. So, I mean, like, what, has, what have we been up to? What, this last week? I am fucking knackered. Why? Because, well, a number of reasons. Hay fever. Um, also, just some late nights with work. Um, covering Summer Games Fest. Um, sorry, we should be sitting up, shouldn't we? Well, we are. My posture's always Well, terrible. you don't need to, like, deep throat the microphone. That's fine. That's right. fine. I like to, I like to speak yeah, into it closely. Yeah, but nobody can see you. On, I know it's the podcast, but no one can see you then. Wow. Um, yeah, Summer Games Fest, Xbox Showcase, some late nights working, and then I have stupidly stayed up playing video games, which we'll get to. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know how yeah, you do that. Cause I get to a nights. point where I'm like, I'm very tired. The next moment that I can, I will stop playing this game. No, I can't. Have... I I can't do that. I get addicted and I keep playing. Um, I mean, when you're very close to the end of a game, you want to just push through and say, right, I'll just finish it. But not if I've got work the next day. Before this, I was playing Diablo and suddenly woke up and was in the boss fight and was like, whoa, what? Because I just kept nodding off. So um, I need an early night. I need yeah. to not sit and play video games all evening. Well, I mean, this podcast is going to be pretty chocker with games that we've been playing and announcements and news and everything. But we're... Uh, yeah, we are going to kind of whiz through it a little bit because, yeah, I'm absolutely shattered. I'm also not feeling very well. Oh, no. I ate a Greg's two days ago, and I think you're, you also cooked a wrap, and I think the wrap has uh, made me feel a bit Okay, dodgy. there was nothing wrong with the wrap that I made you. If anything was wrong, it was the Greg's, and I'm really glad that you've finally seen this. I don't understand. I think I've been down south too long. The fact that a Greg's could poison me is kind of, you know... It poisoned Moni when she came. That's true. Now it's poisoned you. Don't go near Greg's. Greg's, Greg's is, is the worst. Greg's is fantastic. It's not though. 
It's giving you a dodgy belly. Well, you know, it's like, I'm not going to go into it, but like, yeah, my stomach is like, it's like I've got a brick or like a, like I want someone to, you can do it later if you want, just like squeeze me and just I am not fire everything you. out. Because it's just like, there's a big, like ball of air in my stomach. Is it air? Well, I mean, I would, honestly, if I sat on the toilet, solid brick inside of it you? feels like it. But I just want to kind of, I want it all to Greg sausage roll. blowed out of me. I'd love that. That'd be the best feeling in the world. Oh, but that's what I'm hoping for. We'll see. Um, oh I will... my God. Anyway. Uh, this is so meant to be a gaming podcast. Poo talk. Not, not poo talk. Poo so, talk with Ed and Ben. That's our new podcast. So poo... we should start that. Now is Diablo poo? A little bit. <laughs> What's the pooest game that you've played this week? Was it Diablo or was it Final Fantasy XIV Shadowbringers? The pooest game. <laughs> yeah. What? Is it the most poo-like? No, then the shittest game. Oh, okay. Literally. Um, I mean, I haven't played anything that was like shit shit. Um, but Diablo is not not quite scratching the itch no. at the moment. Um, which is amusing because at first it really was. Um, it's, it's mindless, isn't it? It's mindless and it's repetitive and... The th okay, you made a point, which now I can't get out of my head because I think you are absolutely correct with it. Mm -hmm. So, sorry, everyone. Um, but because all of the enemies scale with you, you never mm. really feel like you're progressing. I think I said that exact same thing there last you week. Go. Yeah, there you go. That's what I mean. You were right. Um, I was what? Sorry. I've said it five times already, Ben, if you actually listened. Well, I will um, listen when I edit this podcast. Good. Um yeah, it's because enemies scale with you. You just you never feel like you're progressing. You never feel like you're becoming more powerful because you don't kill enemies any more easily despite leveling up and getting more abilities. Mm. So I'm going through this and I just feel like it's like a constant level. There's no increase in difficulty. There's no decrease in difficulty. It's just one level plateau. I'm mindlessly pressing buttons. There's a story about mother. Every side quest is, oh... There's a demon. We should kill it. And then you go and kill it. And occasionally you get some loot with some higher numbers and you think, oh, I'll switch to that. Cool. And and that's the entire game. And I am weirdly compelled to continue playing it, despite the fact that I'm not massively enjoying it um, and falling asleep while playing it. But yeah. I, I want to push through and I want to see if it gets any better. Um I, I don't have the mount yet, and I've heard that that does make a big difference because I've got then it, you and can I've got no urge to go back. Like I enjoyed, right. I enjoy, I, I quite like doing that and you know going from place to another, one place to another, and just killing things, then moving on and getting better loot. But like I've I asked this before the game came out, and I kind of as asked have asked this when Diablo three was out. But like, why is that? Why do people get addicted to Diablo? How can you play sixty hours of that game? It's just the same thing again and again. And I know some people. And a lot of people do love it. And like, yeah, there's it some... It was fun for a bit. Oh, yeah, it was fun. But like for about 10 hours for me. I played, yeah. yeah, about 10 hours. And I'm like, okay, I know there's nothing really new happening. And I'm not getting kind of new loot that looks incredible because my character is this tiny little thing on the screen that no one else is really going to see, even though I know there is that. But it's not like, for example, just off the top of my head, The Division. So the division, of course, that's on your head. the division, um, like you get cosmetics and you want to dress up, you want to make stuff look really nice because the whole game is full of these missions where you do it with three other real life people or you 
you don't have to, but that's what most people do. So you want to look cool and you want everyone to see what you're wearing. But Diablo, I mean, the weapons just do the same thing. You're doing the same uh, spells that, well, you can unlock the spells regardless of what weapon you're using. Um, and the tree, I mean, some weapons and armor will have a kind of different benefits, but it doesn't really matter what you're wearing. Mm. Um, and you don't really, you can't really see unless you go into a menu. So I just, I mean, or in a cutscene, it's just. I appreciate like this is what the genre is. It's yeah. just grinding and that's fine. But I just don't understand why people love it quite as much as they do. It feels like mm. it was super hyped and I'm like, okay, it's fun. And I'm an idiot. So I'll keep playing it despite not massively enjoying it. Um, but I just, yeah, I just thought that there would be a bit more to it. And Westman a said, bit more variety. That's exactly what a hack and slash looter is. And I think, sure. But like, for example, Destiny is a looter shooter rather than a hack and slash uh, looter. But that one is like, you'll get new weapons and it'll feel different. It'll shoot things differently. It might be shooting things that explode. It might be a constant stream of things. It just feels a bit different. Whereas this, oh, I've got a new wand. I'll equip it and it'll feel exactly like the previous one. Well, yeah, like I'm using... So like I'm playing as a sorcerer and Same. chained lightning is basically massively OP. So, or fairly OP. Yeah. Because it's just... Them. Sorry. Um, so I put like, very quickly put five ability points into that and that's that and now i just go around and spam that and occasionally swap around with some other spells but I like after a couple of people. hours i had got that and by the end of however many hours i'm going to be using that same ability but it's not actually getting any stronger mm. so maybe something else happens at the later in the game that i didn't know about i don't know but for now it is very repetitive and sometimes that's kind of what you want. It's fine to just sit mindlessly doing stuff. Yeah. That, you know, it takes your mind off life. And sometimes that's a good thing. Um, but I feel like I want something a little bit more engaging at this point. So it's fine. I'll keep playing it. I want to tick it off. At least do the main quest. Has uh, Final happens. Fantasy fourteen been helping you? Well, before we get to that, we should talk about a game that we've both played this week. Because I want to know your thoughts on the Final Fantasy 16 demo. So yeah, I played the Final Fantasy 16 demo. This is the first time I've played it, unlike some. Um, and like I've not really looked at the dem uh, the ads that have come out or the trailers. So I went in the kind of, I think like the last time I really paid attention to a Final Fantasy uh, 16 trailer was the um, the very very first one when they announced it with the PS5. Was it the PS5? It was that was ages ago. Yeah. So that's the last time I like really paid attention. I've obviously seen the new ones that have come out, but I've not watched any of them. Are you saying ones. you haven't read my previews? I'm sure. No, yeah, because you read it to me because you were like, does this sound okay? And I was like, yeah, and I laid on the floor and closed my eyes and... And ignored it. Okay. No, I didn't ignore it. I was just taking really? it in. I was laying on my really? back and taking it in. Um, But, I mean, yeah, I mean, words are great and everything, but it doesn't beat actually watching it. Oh, yeah, we're going hands Sorry on. Sorry to the journalist here. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. Yeah. My words mean nothing. FIFA, love your video reviews. <laughs> love your video previews. Wow. Um, so, yeah, no, I this was the first time, like, really getting into the game. And it's incredible. It's fantastic. Shall I say the bad thing? What's the bad thing? There's, there are some slight kind of drops in frame rates in the little castle that you're in at the beginning. Hopefully that'll be the those kinks will be ironed out um, for the main release. A drop in frame, is that it? In frame rate. That's the only thing I could think of. 
I mean, it was right. noticeable, but like, it doesn't make any difference. But no, I, I just think it's a phenomenal game that has been interesting to see people who, because there's always the thing when it comes out and they show the um, like how it's played and people go, oh, this isn't my Final Fantasy. And there was a thread going on today by some person saying it's not Final Fantasy. It's, it's just, you know, it's stolen the branding and all this stuff. Um, and Whatever. people are just like, don't make your fucking dickhead. Like it literally <laughs> changes every single time. Um, every time there's a new numbered game, things change in it. Um, so yeah, it of course is a Final Fantasy game, but the amount of people though that have never played a Final Fantasy game that went into this, like, uh, don't like that kind of stuff, have played it and then immediately bought it or pre-ordered it and then have gone on Twitter being like this. I was not expecting it to be this good. I've seen so many people, like pretty much every tweet, whether it's by PlayStation or Final Fantasy that said, yeah, the demo's out. So many people have been like saying, I instantly pre-ordered after playing it because it it's is... It's almost like demos are a good thing. Demos are a good thing, but also that game's opening is a very, very good thing. It's it is. very Game of Thronesy, and I know people are like, oh, why are they just comparing it? It's lazy. I'm like, the actual, you know, the producer called, you know... Told me. Told you that he made all of his, all the people working on it watch Game of Thrones. So obviously yep. it's got a big influence. Exactly. But it is that kind of thing. You know, it's that, it goes back to the Game of Thrones seasons, like when Joffrey was the king, where you're watching it and you're kind of, yeah, you're just stunned and you're so invested. But the fact that you, they got everybody so invested in, because there was a, there's a moment near the end, if you've not seen it, go and play it. But there's a moment near the end and you're just like horrified and, just so invested in it um that like people just desperate to find out more about the the story it's a really good opening but it's also a it, it works really well as a demo because it gives you a little bit of everything yeah. it's giving you icon battles it's giving you clive combat um and 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 boss battles within that it's giving you a, a little bit of exploration it's giving you story it's giving you character so it's kind of giving you everything that you're going to experience yeah in the long term of the game in like two hours yeah um so it's a really good gauge of is this game for me and people who might be thinking oh i've never played a final fantasy game before but i don't know if i like this try yeah. the demo some people are like oh i love final fantasy but this feels a bit different i don't know if it's for me mm. try it it's two hours it's free to download yeah and it looks it, for a lot of people it has got them hooked in i'm like I noticed that a few people have said, oh, you know, they weren't sold at the beginning because it's just like walk here, walk there, walk here. But, I mean, that's the beginning of a game. You know, you're going in and well, you're being yeah. introduced to it. And there is a bit of that. But, I mean, imagine after you've played 10 hours of it. In fact, after two hours, you don't think about that, really. Um, but, you yeah, know, it's... I wonder if, like, the fact that Game of Thrones was so badly received by the end of it, like, the because they kind of ruined it, they're like, hmm, maybe... I don't know if that has helped this a little bit because I'm playing this and it's reminded me of the best seasons of game of thrones like the bits where you're just completely invested and things shock you and i know I've I mean, there, said are, that. there are a lot of references um one, I mean, one the, of my the mother what well, one of my favorite things in 16 is the active time law system mm. which at any point you can pause the game press a button and it comes up with sort of like a glossary Amazon, like, or in, like an uh, encyclopedia Prime video. of of the characters the people the places um giving you extra context mm. um some of which is actually kind of necessary it really explains things that the general dialogue doesn't so i think it, that tells you that um oh what's his name the clive mm -hmm. is n like the half brother of joshua yes and is it is Cl clive is 
the king's son and maybe not the woman um yes the duchess the the duchess. um yes. annabella sorry not um, the yeah the duke and the duchess she she is obsessed with or not obsessed well kind of obsessed with uh her younger son josh joshua because mm -hmm. he is the dominant and clive was not the dominant he was rejected and uh that is a big part of the story uh on a very general level is this idea that you've got dominants who are blessed by the icons and have the icons powers but different regions treat those dominants differently mm -hmm. so in the place we start it's sort of they're revered and they become the duke um do i mean duke yeah, the Duke and Duchess. Yes. Yeah. Um, Archduke, I think it is. Archduke, that's the word I was looking yeah. for. Um, the dominant becomes the Archduke mm. um, and is sort of revered. Whereas in other places around the world, um, the dominants are enslaved or seen as other or different mm. or whatever. So I think Did we see that? I didn't, the... I didn't really pay too much. I mean, I was playing it, but I was streaming it. Well, you don't really meet the other dominants at okay. this point in the game. But from what they've told us, in, and what they've shown in trailers, it's about how different, how these dominants are treated in different different areas. So that's why Joshua's mother is so just mm. obsessed with looking after her son because that is literally her raison d'être is to birth the dominant. Mm. Um, and the fact that Clive was not the dominant, she is not happy about that. Um, but yeah, she definitely gives off some like Cersei vibes. Yeah. And when you look at the active time law system, um, it explains that she and the Archduke are cousins. So there is a small amount of incest there. Yeah, I mean, cousins, that's kind of what the royal family, our royal family. Well, like. true. Um, yeah. And then if you look up, for instance, Torgal, um, the the bit about him, it explains that um, the Archduke... Don't give people knee for free. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm just comfy. You do that. You get your knees out. Yeah. Um, Torgal was... Uh, um, was rescued by the Archduke on a mission in the north, the cold Northlands, uh, and this that brought this puppy similar. back and gave to the, his son to look after, and they became mm. friends. I'm like, okay, so it's Jon Snow and Ghost. Okay, oh. sure. Um, like, there are a lot of similarities. Um, but they've made it a little bit different as well to kind of spice it up. It's not just identical. Um, no, it's not. Which stolen. I like. And yeah, I mean, oh, just the end of the demo, it's. I want to we know more. We, we won't, won't spoil it, it, but I want to know more. I want to know what happened, why it happened, and I want to get revenge. And I am very desperate for this game to come out. Well, I've played a little bit past that at a preview, but I won't tell you what happened. I want to know about the... Because it came up in the chat that you had to go to another area and then back to another area, and you just did that by fast travel. I'm guessing it's not an open world then. Do you just have to go to these different areas one by one? Um, so in the beginning, um, yes, you select them from a map to go to different places to okay. follow the story. Um, however, there are a number of big field areas. Okay. So the game as a whole is not open world. And they have said that from the beginning. They've said that a lot. It's not open world. Yeah. Um, but there are open areas and those open areas are fucking massive. Okay. Um, so you are free in those to explore, battle, do hunts that they've talked a little bit about now. Um, and glad. there'll be some towns that you can seamlessly go into. Okay, I'm glad that the, it's not just an open world because I feel like you get more of an idea of an epic story or a feeling of like of an epic story when it's not open world because it'll take you to another area and then later you go to another area and then later you go to another area. I don't know. 
that kind of feeling like in uh, Final Fantasy X that had like made it feel more like an epic journey because you go to the lair, you do whatever yep. you need there and then you go on to the next one and then the next one. If you're just able to go back to the very first one like with relative ease, it just doesn't feel like a giant world that you're exploring. It feels like just a map. Yes, pretty much. And, and but, uh, the thing is like... Chronicles does it quite well actually because they have giant, multiple giant areas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm fine with that. Like open world games, it's like the big thing of every game must be open world. I'm like, mm. no, because then you just fill it with shit content that no one's interested in and it completely dilutes the story. Yeah. Give me a good story. I am totally down with a linear game. Like Uncharted yeah, yeah. is just like level after level linear story. Yeah. I'm totally down with that. Like yeah. I don't have a problem with it. You know, one of the, I guess, most infamous criticisms of the series was when we got to 13 and everyone said, oh, 13, it's too linear. And I'm like, okay, the problem with 13 is not that it's linear. The problem is that the story itself was not very good. However, the structure of it being linear is fine. It's just mm. that because of that, you're focused on the story that wasn't great. Yeah. 10 is incredibly linear, as you just said, and people love it. Yeah. Like, there's nothing wrong with linear a linear game. Um, 16, I don't think, is linear. It's it Six, has its own yeah. exploring areas. It's just it's very focused on the story. And then you got fifteen. That's both. That's like, hey, here's an open world, and then and it didn't work. Let's rush through the second half, <laughs> and it really didn't work. Like, can we spoil a bit of fifteen? Is it? Yes. So, your princess dies, mm -hmm. and I was like, that can't be that. That like, I just when I when that happened, it was just so randomly sudden, and then they just moved on and all that stuff, and I was like. It just didn't build up. They didn't seem to. She didn't seem to die for a reason. I didn't didn't see that coming whatsoever. I mean, I've it, forgotten that even that happens. I yeah. could not tell you what the story of Fifteen is apart from a boy band go on a road trip. I yeah. could not tell you anything else about that story. He goes then he, he goes on a road trip. Then I think he learns that his dad died, and then and then I, he becomes king at the end or something. I don't know. Literally, I could not tell. Generally you. Generally, felt I remember not crying, but I remember having like I remember getting emotional right at the very very end, and that was the only time. And I was like, oh, I enjoyed 15. I played it and really enjoyed, put a lot of time into it. Didn't do like platinum or anything. But Final Fantasy 15 is my most played game on PlayStation across mm. PS3, 4 and 5. I have platinumed it. I think that, it's yeah. shit. Wow. <laughs> I don't think it's a good game, yet it is my most played game. Until this one. Until 16, yeah. I'm yeah. sure I will be planning this one. Yeah, let's just hope it's not as cruel as 7 Remake was with Platinum. Yeah, I want to go back to that. Yeah. I go back to that. I'd love to be able to Platinum uh, 7 Remake, but I've done the most difficult bit, the pull-ups. I am, I was going to say, I am one level and one trophy off. Uh, that's true. So, because I've done the whole game on hard mode, apart from the very last level with the last boss which is super, super difficult, and it just irritated me, so I gave up mm. at literally the final hurdle. And if I do that, I get the platinum. Okay. So you're close. I might have to do that at some point. Yeah. Do it on stream so we can watch you anger. No. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, what else have you been playing? Well, that's 16, so it's coming out in the next week. Next so... week. Next Thursday. Next Thursday. So, yeah, I'll be working from home. Uh, on my lunch break, I will be uh, definitely playing some. Yes. Yeah, we'll have a lot more to talk about next Thursday. Well, hopefully, yes. Hopefully. Um, if not the week after. It's definitely, be prepared for more 16 content because we will both be playing it and loving it. Luckily, that TV there it, it exists, so Ed can play on there, which is great. 
No. I think you'll find we'll both be fighting over the new TV that we bought. Yeah. Um, we. You bought. <laughs> um, yes. No, that's 16. We are both very, very excited about it. I think the demo is brilliant, just to sum up. Um, the demo is brilliant. Go play it if you haven't already. Please, yeah. Even if you're not a Final Fantasy fan, you've never played one before. I mean, if you've never played one before and you're like, but what about it's number 16? You do not need to play any of the other games. It's a completely new story, new world, new characters. There new is absolutely systems. new systems. Uh, there is nothing story-wise that like get, carries over from a previous game. Absolutely none whatsoever. So do not worry. The only thing that like similarities are there's crystals. There's a bit of music that say the same. And there are some... It's got Chocobos and Moogle. Exactly. Some, bo- some monsters uh, exist. So like there's nothing at all that is related to any other game. And a lot of people don't realize that, which is like why it's really important to say it. Um, yeah, apparently Yuffie has been enjoying the demo and it's caught the attention of the husband. Mm. See, like, honestly, I hope your husband's waited till the end of the demo because I haven't played the... Because apparently at the end of the demo you can play a battle like where you get the extra abilities. Well, we didn't I'm... talk about that. There is an extra bit. Yeah. Um, so when you finish the... So the demo is essentially the prologue. It's the first two hours of the game. When you finish it, you can save and you can then carry on into the main game. So Which I won't. I want to play it again. Fine. But if people are like, oh, worried about it, like it transfers over. So you, you haven't wasted your time. Mm-hmm. Once you finish that, there is another part of the demo, which is essentially what I got to play at a previous preview. Um, and that build is a part later on in the game. Um, so there are there is some story to it. So it jumps ahead. You're semi-spoiling it for yourself a little bit. Mm, yeah, that's um, why I don't want to do it. I'll which wait. is fine. Um, but through that bit, it's kind of an exploration bit leading up to a boss. Um, but you have extra abilities at that point mm. that you wouldn't have in the main game. Okay. So at the start of the game, you have Phoenix powers. In this extra bit of the demo, um, you also have Garuda powers and Titan powers. But when you get to that bit in the main game, you, you won't have, have those powers. Okay. So that is purposely in there just to show you, mm-hmm. okay, what's combat like later on when you can switch between powers and see what yeah. they're like. But they don't want to show you later on because it's like... Well, exactly. So, so did it's you, up to you if you yeah. want to play it or not. So how did you feel, by the way, when you first played that demo, the story demo, the first, the prologue, when you first played that? Was that the was, Tower of London? Yes. I was wowed. Like, my, literally from that opening, my, my jaw dropped and then it just stayed dropped yeah um from that opening shot the balrog lord of the rings shot twice, at the beginning. Twice. it does happen twice yeah um so yeah from there i was like completely drawn in like i need to know what happens and then the bit after that then just like continues the story and i got to play a bit more and now i'm like i i need this game yeah i just need this game and it's because of the story like the combat's great and it looks beautiful the music's incredible all of that kind of stuff but it's because of the story I feel invested in those characters and I want to know what happens next. Mm. So what else have you been playing? Speaking of Final Fantasy, you've been playing Final Fantasy fourteen Shadowbringers. Big news. Big news. No, I have finished. Gonna, no, you haven't. Okay. I've seen credits in Shadowbringers. You've seen Shadowbringers credits and yeah, you, you need like the a few more hours to finish the next two patches because that kind of closes up the story. So yes. the epilogue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. that's fine. And I which, think you definitely should get. because that is... No, I think you should do it soon. Oh, and yeah, yeah, I will. Because, I don't know, I love 
I love, love, love Shadowbringers. It was great. And I got to the end before... Yeah, I finished Shadowbringers. And I think I finished... Yes, I finished Shadowbringers just after it was released. So before any patches following that were out. Mm. And I was like, it's great, but I need to know what happens next. And then the patches came out one by one and I played them as they came out and then got to the end of, I think six point... Is it six or five Shadowbringers? I cannot remember. Two is Heaven's Ward. Three is Stormblood. Four is... Um, Shadowbringers. Can't be right. No, oh, hang on. Two, two, two is normal. So three is Heaven's Ward. Four is so it's five. Five. Yeah. So it's yeah. five point three. I think is like the final one before it then patches come to kind of introduce Endwalker. Okay. And that's and then there's like a thirty-five minute credit sequence. Um, Great. But it's just, yeah, it wraps it up so so well. What did you? So think? yeah, I guess my my final final opinion. People want to see. Will face. will will come after that. Um. My overriding feeling, finishing it, is relief. See, I don't think you are an MMO person. Yes. So, I I have feelings about this. Like, Shadowbringers is a massive improvement on the other expansions for me yeah. and the oh, base yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that is clear. It is, like, the visually, I think it's more interesting. The music's great. Um, I think the storytelling is much improved. It's more focused. I think it's got a clearer structure to it. Um, in terms of, you know, each character gets their own moment. I feel more... Briangier speaks more humanly he in does. this expansion. Um, so I feel more connected to the characters because they've each had their moment. And it's very much you go through and you have to kill the Light Warden in each area to build up the boom, boom, boom. And like, it just makes sense to me. Like, that's what we're doing. This is our adventure. And it's kind of its own adventure away from the main game. That's what I liked about it. Because when you wake up in the world on the, the, the first, I think it's called the second. The first. The first. When you wake up in the first and it's just like, where am I? What am I doing? And you walk to the nearest town. That's just like a brand new Final Fantasy game. Yeah, it feels quite self-contained. Um, and I really like that about it. It's It's absolutely an improvement on the previous ones. And I did enjoy it. Like, I'm not saying it's a bad game at all. Like, it's a good, good game. It isn't. No, no, it's, it's the highest it is, rated PC it, game of the year when it came out. Yeah, I know you love telling that. I'm um, just saying that if you dislike it, then it's. Are you I'm thing? not. Dis Let me talk. Shut up. Um, I'm not saying I dislike it. I think it's very good. What I will say is that MMOs are just not for me, and I think, I think I have been playing it in the wrong way, because. I like single player games. Yeah. So I have essentially ignored the fact that this is an online game and have just played it by myself. Playing Shadowbringers, I finally have been able to use the duty support system. So I've used that throughout, which means that I can just play it on my own and pretend it's a single player game. And that has its advantages because you, you, I feel more connected to the characters because they've been with me. Um, and it means that it's not just a rush of doing every duty online with people who just want to get through it. Um, but I also feel like I've been missing that sense of community. And I think that is a big mm. reason why so many people enjoy the game. Is... 100%. Like when I first played it, I told you I stayed up till like 6.30 a.m. every single night over summer playing it because I was just, I was chatting away with this FC. Yeah. Uh, the free company. And I was just like all night and there was... There's one bit, I think, as I finished the main game, and I it was the oh, what was that? What's the big dungeon at the end? The big what at the end of 2.0? Oh, 
that you go into the Praetorium. Mm. And it was the time when you could skip ahead and, well, you'd have, you'd watch the, the cutscenes, but everybody else would be like racing ahead. So I went and, um, yeah, and I met, went back to, and I was like, well, I did it, but I, like, I didn't really get to fight anybody because it was just cutscene after cutscene and they were, they'd killed the boss before I'd even got to the end of the cutscene. So they all like ran it with me and were apologizing for those other people that had just raced through it. And I don't know, it just felt a lot more, and it was quite tricky as well. I feel like it was more difficult then. Whereas now, Maybe. I mean, some of the boss, some of the dungeons and bosses can be tricky, but like back then I feel like it was a bit, you know, you'd wipe a few times sometimes on, on bosses. Um, but yeah, it's, if you don't like online games or you don't like being social in there, it's just a kind of a fetch quest game or a quest from go here, go here, kill this, go here. Yeah. It's missing that, that, that multiplayer community aspect. And I think that that is down to me in the way that I've played it. Yeah. Um, so I take responsibility for that. Um, I also feel like it's, it's a, it's a case of hype and a case of the way I've approached it in that everyone has said like Shadowbringers is where it is where it gets good. Like just push through the rest of it. Shadowbringers is where it gets good. And I feel like playing through Final Fantasy 14 has become a job for me. And it is my job because I want to write about it and I write about games. So it's part of my job to know about it. Um, but it has felt like a job. It's felt like a chore of endless fetch quests of okay, I'm playing through this, not because I'm enjoying it, but because I just want to get through it. And I, mean, that's I feel what you like... you do outside of, like, all the games. There's so many games that you do. What a role, Ben. Shut up. Um... <laughs> See, I've lost my Dragoon. train of thought. Legend of Dragoon. It felt like a job. Right. Thank you. Um, it felt like a job. It felt like um, it was sort of a chore to get through it. And it's always been that thing of, it's going to get good. It's going to get good. It's going to get good. Just push through. And I feel like I've been conditioned now to think like that whenever I play it. So even when I got to Shadowbringers, it was like, okay, right. We're finally here. It's a new start. Here we go. But in the back of my mind, I've still been thinking like, I'll just keep pushing through. It's going to get good. It's going to get good. And I think I've had that in the back of my mind all the way through that now I finished it and I just feel relieved that it's over as opposed to, oh my God, that was an incredible experience. And I think I've constantly been sort of looking ahead of it's going to get good and therefore haven't enjoyed the present time of actually playing it. And not to get too philosophical, but that's not how you go about life. Like you want to enjoy the moment and live in the present and not be worrying about the future or the past. And I think that is... Think about that. What? Should, uh, take yeah, I that. know. I, this, uh, this is a moment of self-reflection and you're interrupting me consistently. <laughs> um... I think, yeah, I think I just, I haven't actually stopped to just enjoy the moment of Shadowbringers and appreciate it for what it is. I've just been thinking, right, I'm going to get through it because it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Um, and now I finished it and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Well, that's done. So I did enjoy it a lot more than, than the previous game uh, and the previous expansions. I'm now at over 300 hours in this game. I'm not entirely sure that for me personally, that was worth it. Um, it's been good. And I'm glad I've done it. Um, but when people say, oh my God, 14 is like the best in the series. It's so incredible. No, it's for me personally, it's not a patch on six, seven, eight or nine. But that's because I love a single player story game and that's not what this is. So that's on me for approaching it the wrong way. Um, but I'm glad that I've played it. I've had a good time. I absolutely want to play Endwalker. 
and I want to keep playing it and see where I get to. And maybe once I've ticked off the story, maybe I'll go back and say, great, do you know what? Let's try a different job. Let's level up something. Let's try and be part of a community and see if that makes a difference to me playing it. Part of me also just wants to run around and play triple triad um, and see how I feel. Um, but yeah, it's not, it's not that I didn't enjoy it. I think I've just approached the game in the wrong way. And now I slightly regret that. But I also blame every single person that said, it's going to get good if you stick with it. Because it just became so overly hyped, I think. I feel similarly with Diablo. Diablo is that thing of, oh, if you keep playing, you're going to get better loot and it's going to get better and it's going to get better and you just keep pushing through and you don't enjoy just playing it. And I think that's how I felt with 14. That is, that is my moment over. Sorry. Oh, I needed God, to get that never out. never end. But yeah, I... Wow. I think as well with with 14, I played Shadowbringers when that had just released. So there wasn't any rush to get through it. Everybody, people were saying it was amazing, but I wasn't, I think it was during lockdown as well. So, or at least just before. So I had lots of free time and I was just enjoying playing it as it was out. Um, and I was hooked with the story, but like I was hooked with the story and invested in it. And that's what I wanted to finish. I wanted to know what's happening in the story. I wasn't just focused on finishing it. Because at that point, there hadn't been a proper ending yet anyway. Like, they hadn't released any of the patches. Mm. So, but that's maybe what I should be doing with Endwalker. I think I will be trying to kind of, because I'm about a third of the way through Endwalker. So I think I just need to go through that and, like, at my own leisure and enjoy it. Um, and I, th I think maybe people enjoy it more when they are at the end of the main story quest and then new ones come out and you like you just go and you finish those as you finish them. You don't have to kind of oh God, I've got three expansions and a bunch of extras to do. It's the it's the always online thing for me of people are constantly playing it. They're constantly adding new content. Mm. So you never feel like you've finished. And I like to have a complete experience of a game. I like to have a good story with a beginning, middle and end. And then I can say, great, I finished this. I ticked it off. I'm done. I can move on and go and play something else. And 14 is never ending. But then and because can... I've come to it so late, I've had so much to catch up on. I feel like I've spent 300 hours playing catch up as opposed to 300 hours of, oh, I'm enjoying this experience. But you can keep finishing it. You can keep getting to the end and then they release some more and then you go and do that and you complete that and then you complete that and you can keep yeah, I completing I want to go and play it. something else at some point. <laughs> Luckily, they have breaks in there um, because there's like maybe, what, each patch is about three hours of content. So, well, three hours of main story content. So like that comes out, you go and do that and then you can just put it to one side for a few months. Yeah. I think, and like Money said, I feel a 14 wouldn't have that background resurrection story after what, if one, after 1.0 1 was so shit, it probably wouldn't have been so praised. No, I think it is. I mean, if they'd released it like 2.0, I'm sure people would be like, wow, this is a fan fantasy. I mean, that's what they said. I mean, yes, it was shit and there's the nice story there behind it, but it is a really good MMO, like the best one. I think if, the problem is that WoW's got the longevity and people know WoW has been like the MMO that was, that's been just like the number one MMO forever. And I know people can be like, eh, well, there's all these other ones as well. You know, there's uh, RuneScape and EVE Online or whatever shite they want to come up with. But like WoW is kind of the big daddy um, that I think probably might still have more um, subscriptions than, than 14, even though 14 is the one that seems to have all the momentum. Mm. but yeah i'm uh, glad i've played it as as a as a fan of the series i'm glad that i've played it and 
or I'm still playing it. Um, I've still got plenty more to do, and I will. I will finish it. How I've great it. is the uh, the guy in charge of the Crystal Tower, Jonathan Bailey? Yeah, great character. Best character. It's my favorite character. Is he? Oh yeah. He's not yours. Interesting. I think it's because he's a cat boy. Of course, you like the cat boy. Yeah. I feel like Ishtola might be my favorite. Ishtola. Yeah. Yeah. She's just fucking badass. What do you say to people that say Orianger is their favorite character? I mean, he's not the worst character. Hmm. Like, Orianger is not the worst character. No, the worst one is. I mean, there's been so many. I didn't. I hated. I mean, what's I his name? I feel like they're all a little bit sort of middling, but I hated. What's his name? The small little la la guy at the beginning, Pippin or something like that. Oh yeah, he was annoying. Yeah. Oh, the and I the mean, big boulder. To Harry be honest, ninety percent of the lalas, but the the annoying princess one. She's Papalimo, ve- yes, Papalimo. The annoying princess one with the high voice. She's also very irritating. Minfilia. No, no, no. The lala. Okay, I don't know. I can't remember. I think I remember. Yeah. I just, yeah. If they're too short, they're not important. No. No offense. Well, like, Lala's can be cute, but, like, some of them are just annoying. The one with the, Lala with the pink Oh, is hair. it Nanamo? Oh, Nanamo. Yeah, I remember. Anyway, um, so that was you. I've that also been playing Sea of Thieves. So I've decided to, I was like in the mood for something and I watched the Xbox showcase, which we'll talk about in a moment. And they announced their Monkey Island uh, crossover event. And I was like, you know what? I actually really enjoyed Sea of Thieves. And I've been, look, I've been looking for ages and ages for a live service game that I can just relax with. Because so many of them like Apex Legends, Fortnite, Overwatch. Uh, they've got all these season passes, which you know I love a season pass. You love a season pass for about five minutes. And then you don't go back I love, to it. I got the Fortnite season pass. Uh, I haven't played Fortnite. I haven't played a game. Of course. <laughs> I just got it. Um, so Apparently it's very good. Yeah, I've heard. I mean, Fortnite is a good game. It's a very good game. Mm. I've played. I got. I reached, I maxed out the battle passes like the first two seasons. Uh, and I've maxed out a few since then. I, I've got a lot of skins. <laughs> I, if I played it now with some of these young whippersnappers that play now, they'd be like, oh my God, look, you've got that skin from... Like I've got the knight skin, which I think is quite a rare one because it was the thing that you got if you like maxed out the battle pass in like season two. So I've got things like that. Um, but yeah, no, I played a lot of it and I really enjoy Fortnite, but you just have to concentrate and focus. And I'm in, I'm at the point in my life where when I'm a little bit tired or if I want to relax, I don't really need to hyper-focus on something or not hyper-focus because I do hyper-focus, but like focus on something and have like tension and things. So, See, I definitely do need to hyperfocus. Yeah. Because otherwise my mind wanders and then I just hate everything. That's so I, <laughs> well, I just want to hyperfocus on something and be like, take my attention, focus on that, done. Yeah. Where was I going? I've lost my train of thought there. I was inter- rudely interrupted. I'm joking. This is a conversation. It's a podcast conversation. All right. Um, but I was, was in... about Sea of Thieves? It's really good. Okay. Let's... No, I'm... Um, so I got... I didn't realize there was a battle pass with Sea of Thieves. The pirate pass. Of course it's the pirate. Um, I have the, la- the last time I played, well, I played Sea of Thieves a little bit with some friends about three years ago during lockdown. Um, 
but I didn't really go into anything of it. I was just like, let's go on a boat with some friends and we'll dig up, we'll do a couple of treasure maps, dig up some treasure and sell it. So I didn't really do anything then. Um, but the last time I properly played Sea of Thieves um, was when it first launched. And it was cool. They had a few factions. I think they had three factions then. And you had to do certain quests for those three factions. And you'd get Renown and you'd kind of level them up and you'd make some money. And then you can kind of adjust things on your ship. But that was it, really. I, As far as I remember, like that was it. So now I'm going back to it and there are multitudes of factions, like eight at the moment. I think there might even be more that I unlock when I get to certain levels. Um, they've all got these quite unique ones. There's one, I think they didn't release this at launch, but there's one faction where you kind of have to go to a chicken island with a box and you have to go and collect like three chickens from there and then <laughs> take it somewhere else. So like, there's just so much you can do. Yes, there's PvP. Yes, you can go and uh, go to a fortress and kill all the enemies in the fortress and then you get loads and loads and loads of loot because we just did that today and my god it took us like half an hour just to sell the loot thank god nobody came like no other vessels came and uh, tried to steal it um but yeah so there's all that loot you can yeah you can do a, a a fortress but you can also just go and fish which i'm pretty sure didn't exist at launch and I'm, people are probably gonna be like yes it did you just didn't know about it but like fishing exists you can just chill relax go and sell the fish you can cook it as well and you make even more money. Um, you can go, like, go and just run. Yeah, just like going and digging up some treasure and selling it. And it's just, it can be incredibly relaxing. But also, like today, we were just sailing, and the Megadalon or Megalongdong, uh, a Megalongdong, obviously, a giant shark uh, followed us, and we we shot at it a bit, and then it went off. But I mean, it'd be great to try and kill it. Um, but it's just. Yeah, it's one of those games, and I've said this about Destiny before, but you can just kind of, there are just so many options of what you can do. You can do something just completely relaxing, like fishing, which you can now do in Destiny. Or you can work with friends to go and do a fortress. But there are also stories as well, like there's Tall Tales, which are like various um, stories, which apparently you can do single player. So because it, I think it must keep your progress each time you do it. So it's not like kind of raiding a fortress with your friends where you've got to kind of keep hold of the loot and then sell it. Um, and you really need friends to help you carry everything. I think with this, maybe it's not as bad, although I haven't tried those yet, So, but I will. Um, but I don't know, because I know they had a partnership with Pirates of the Caribbean. And Of course. Yeah, apparently it was very, very good. I don't know if I still have access to that. I don't know if that's permanent. Hopefully, mega ding dong. Yeah, hopefully people can tell me if that's permanent now. But apparently that's what's going to happen with the Monkey Island one. That's also going to be permanent. So I'd love to go through those stories and I'd probably play those on my own. Um, and also it's the first person game and it runs really well with a controller because I'm not used to, I normally prefer mouse and keyboard, but actually I've been completely fine and it's a little bit generous, I think, with the aim assist, but I mean, it needs to be. The waves are very pretty as well. Oh, yeah. And it's just, I don't know how realistic the waves are. It might be a bit, you know, no, but I think that they do feel really realistic. Like you've seen ships you know out in the north sea and they're going up and down over these waves and that's often when it like if, there, if there's a storm or something then you're getting the same thing but also if you're either like calm waters where there isn't any of that but yeah it definitely is oh apparently yes it is permanent the um uh the parts of the caribbean one so i will try that because i think jack sparrow was even in that um but yeah no, i will be doing a lot more of that i'm going to be playing it on the rainbow arcade twitch channel on saturday we're going to be raising money for it gets better charity 
Um, and I'll probably be, well, I will be doing it all day on Sunday as well. And I think I, this is going to be a game I play a lot of. And I'd quite like to do some, because I've been really wanting, because I did some, uh, I did a podcast of, uh, well, I do jet streamers and I interviewed Aona. And I've been a while thinking like, I really need to work on my YouTube channel um, and trying to get some content on there that's kind of enjoyable. But I, I'm putting some plans together of potential videos um and i'm gonna and i think sea of thieves is like a there's just an endless amount of stuff you could make fun videos on including my top five favorite shanties but apparently nice. you only unlock one of them you unlock one of them after you're at level 50. how many shanties are there altogether? i'm not sure i do need to know i do need to uh to find out there might be like 30. i've had happy birthday uh that was one um which i, I played a couple of times and what should we do with a drunken sailor? There's lots. Classic. Yeah. There is a really good. And I love the fact that like all the musical instruments will like other people will play it and it will come together and make a harmony. Oh. But yeah, and there's also like the the constant kind of slight fear that another like ship of four pros might come along and just sink you and steal all your stuff. I mean Which I know you'd the hate. The idea yeah. of that makes me so anxious. Like I I know that this game is not for me. At all. Yeah, I mean, it makes me very ang it made me very very anxious because we were playing this. I was playing this with Westman um, and Carl, and we went from one place to another. And the second place we went to, we just got so much stuff because it was a fortress, and we beat the fortress. We got the random things from killing the captains, but also then you unlock an area below deck that's just got loads and loads of things for you to sell. So we were kind of loading that up. It took us ages to get it all to load it. Like anybody could have just gone past and thought, oh, I'm going to, you know, sink all these people. Um, but then getting that all on. And then as we were going back to the port to sell everything, um, we were attacked by a, like a ghost ship. So mm -hmm. uh, NPCs. We managed, well, I say we, Carl and uh, Westman, because I was kind of aiming and I was just fanning around. They destroyed it, but we, we took a few hits, but managed to uh, uh, kind of patch it up. But they were like, oh, no, we need to turn around and get all the loot from the ghost ship. And I'm like, <laughs> but we've got so much stuff on our ship. Um, but I'm very glad we did because now I have made a lot of money. And apparently it's Captain Week. And that's why, so I can buy a captain ship for 60% off. Very uh, nice. Which is why, because I was saying to everyone, it's 250,000 gold, but it's not. It's 100,000 because there's a such a big sale on. Um, but yeah, so it's it happens, as Carl said, it happens and it's annoying, but it's the game. Um, I will not be starting this game. No, but it, it's. It, I would get so angry and then just never play it again. I know. I just I'm not that invested in game. Well, I am invested in games, but I'm not that. I don't care about it as much. Yeah, I care too much. Because it's only like some loot for cosmetics. But it's hard, hard won, hard earned. Yeah, it should not be stolen. Stealing is not fair. The pirates. I mean, it's a pirate it's game. A literally I appreciate a pirate that, game. But this is why I would not play it. Yeah, you'd not be a good pirate. I'd be a terrible pirate. Yeah, I feel like just being a pirate where I go and get some treasure and just give it to people. Robin Hood. Yeah, I will be the Robin Hood of the sea. Robin Flood. There you go, Robin Flood. No, <laughs> the pirate. Shall um, we see what people have been playing? Yeah, go on then. Tell us what people have been playing. What have you been playing? I'm also playing Marvel Snap and they've... Uh, I I got a Galactus deck and 
Uh, they managed to patch it within me two days of me using it, which is a bit annoying. Or oh, they've uh, re rebalanced it because oh, I was just destroying well, everybody. It, it needed to be rebalanced. No, it didn't. Yes, it, I, did. uh, it took me a long time to get that card. Oh, shocking. Right, we're going to start off with Yamano, who's been playing a fair bit of Guild Wars 2 lately. Ooh. Can't believe the game is now 10 years old. I play an Elementalist, Elementalist as a main. That's a pretty cool, uh, pretty cool class. Um, and I am very, very behind in the story as I'm only just stepping into Heart of Thorns, which is the first expansion from 2015. Yeah, and this that... is like me playing 14. But this is like, I think Guild Wars 2, you can do it at any point. Mm. Like you can go and do the latest one and then the first one, I, th I believe. Yamano might be able to tell us. Yeah. Elementalist is a caster that, like it sounds, uses the elements to do damage or protect their allies like healing. Here's some screenshots. Very nice. A very nice looking character hmm. with lovely purple hair and a big staff. Oh. Very nice. Um, clues. Because everyone was hyping for Diablo, I did cave and join in. And whilst thousands of others are enjoying themselves, this old grouch has some niggling, nigglings to comment on about Diablo 4. Spoiler, Diablo 4 is a 6 out of 10 for me as compared to the previous Diablos. Interesting. I've never been, never been grabbed. I've never been grabbed by it. Mm. Um, at its core, D4 is still a hack and slash dark fantasy game, but the approach has certainly changed. Perhaps it's because of the push to create an open world. It meant the devs did not have the resources to fill this huge blank canvas with as much crafted encounters and little stories that gave D2 and D3 life. Agreed. There seems to be only three to four variations in constant rotations anywhere you go. In the previous Diablos, monsters were directly linked to the region you were playing in. Um, they gave the environment character and flavor, gave some story and context to you being there. Instead, now we have a grab bag of random encounters from random enemy types wherever you go. This grab bag sadly makes the open world a little soulless to me. The abilities feel weaker than their counterparts in 3 and 2, with not so much impact visually and gameplay-wise. The Druid's Lightning Storm is cool though, I must admit. It feels like the devs were intentionally tuning things to be weaker to give themselves more room for development in the seasons. All in all, D4 is more of a drop-in, drop-out game, and it's perfectly fine for it to be that, whereas 2 and 3 were more closely crafted experiences that flowed from one scene to another. This is exactly what I was saying about open-world games. You just fill it with content, and it becomes procedurally generated and repetitive yeah. and randomized. And I am much, much more interested in a crafted linear experience yeah. that tells a good story. I was not a fan. I'm not really a fan of procedurally generated stuff. Mm. Um, like even Sea of Thieves, I remember being like, oh, is this procedurally generated? No, it's all like there are, I don't know what, 50 islands and they're all always the same or in the same place. But I remember going there. I remember playing it the first time, and being like, "This must be procedurally generated because there's just so many random islands, and they all look a bit odd." But no, I don't mind it in some things. A roguelike, uh, yeah. you know, something like Dead Cells, having random level layouts that keeps it fresh. I'm yeah. totally fine with that. Um, but yeah, in general, like I, I like a crafted experience. AI. No. Not I mean, AI. yeah, procedurally generated with the other. Like, it annoyed me because I went and did a dungeon and then I came out and they were like, you need to go in there and do this thing in the dungeon. And I was like, okay, whatever. I'll just race through it. I went in. I was like, this is not the same layout as what I just came out of. So I had to kind of, you know, kind of relearn what I needed to do. That's annoying. Yeah. Uh, Pete Random. I'm still only playing Zelda and of course loving it. I want to tear myself away to play Planet of Lana. Very good. Dordogne, which is meant to be very good. Dordogne. Dordogne. Yep. 
Chicory, very good. And Cassette mm. Beast, which is also not too good. Which are all recently on Game Pass, Praise Be Game Pass. But anytime I reach for a controller, it is the Pro Controller, and I'm flying about in my favourite little fan-based contraption before I know it. Fan-based contraption? In Zelda. Fan. Oh, that one. Pro Controller. I was like, PlayStation Pro? No. Yes, for Pro. Pete is picking up his Pro Controller to play Switch rather than the Xbox controller, even though there are great games on Game Pass. That was the gist of that comment, then. Oh, I get it. I'm tired. There we go. Um... Peace in the chat as well. We will be talking about that very soon about mm. Starfield. Um, Chaddy, not quite as many games this week due to the unbearable heat. That's a mood. Um, but still been playing Diablo 4. I am partly through Act 3 and hope to complete the story this week. I agree with what others have said about it being a dip in and out experience, which is great when you only have a bit of time for some games. I look forward to finishing the story and seeing what level 50 and beyond looks like. I don't I think almost... I was... Oh. Go. I, was just... I don't think I mentioned it earlier, but I... yeah, I'm now in Act 4 and I have the mount... And um, it doesn't, I still don't want to go back to it. Great. Uh, Chaddy also downloaded Marvel Snap after Ben yes! kept mentioning it on stream. I'm an influencer. I completed the free pass in like a day or so. It's a fun little game to pass the time and it's an interesting take on a fun card game. Fun little game? How dare. Ben, Ben's obsessed. Uh, with the different location effects changing how you play each game. As with all these sorts of games, there is a bit of a learning curve in terms of learning what cards do and what locations could potentially appear. But once you know them, you can plan your moves and play better. I refuse to pay any more for the season passes right now, but I'm enjoying the game to pass the time here and there. That's exactly how I play it. I've not spent a penny on it. Um, That's why you don't get any higher than level 15. That is true. But I just, you know, play it a little bit on the train or whatever else if I'm occasionally on my phone and that's kind of it. See, and I I'm play it on the toilet at least like three or four games each time. But I'm, um, yeah, I'm a little bit annoyed because I was using Galactus kind of I went from level, from rank 30 to kind of rank 75 with Galactus. Um, because you just win every time. Almost every time. But I can like, I go and when I know I'm going to win, I'm like, I, you can tell you're going to win a few rounds before the end. So you snap and then you're going to be revealed. Uh, you're going to be get given like the better rewards. However, now I'm like level 75. They've nerfed Galactus. And now I'm like, stranded here at the very high end and just getting demolished by I'm like a better strategy yeah now I need different I need to look at different decks um and work out the best ones I got a move one at the moment which is great I caused someone to retreat on the third round because I had one of the so it tells you which one of the locations is going to appear in all, almost every round and it was something like uh once when you the first card you play here the num the like it's plus five and moves. So they'll give plus five and then move. And I put the human torch. Now when the human torch moves, it doubles its power. So it'd been there at two, I think. And then went to five uh, or to seven or it might be a zero and I don't know, whatever. But then it moved and then doubled to 10. And then I did another card, Doctor Strange, that dragged it and doubled it to 20. And then I did another, at one point, there was one game I did where it had 80 points. Um, oh, wow. And they didn't, and they retreated. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I would definitely retreat. It's And then that. you've got like an Aramzola at the end, which will destroy a card and then place two copies of it in the other two locations. So if it's you and the, hum it's the Aramzola and the uh, Human Torch, it'll then just go and put two kind of 80, or 80 power cards in the other two locations and you're going to win. And if you don't play Marvel Snap, you've probably no idea what I'm talking about. You need to go and play it because it's great. Yes, that is true. Um, and then lastly, Riley, I'm still exploring everywhere I can in Tears of the Kingdom, and I'm also still decorating my island in Animal Crossing. I've also been playing Final Fantasy IV Pixel Remaster. 
and as expected keep getting roadblocked in the exact same places I got roadblocked my first time playing the Game Boy Advance remake. It's hilarious and frustrating all at once. At least the auto battle function will make leveling less hideous. Yes, I do enjoy that in the Pixel Remasters. I am uh, looking forward to getting through that. <laughs> I did sit down ready to play some Final Fantasy 2 and to keep going and then found out that it was uh, dead. My Switch was dead. No. Are you answering these? No, I'm just looking stuff up. Oh. Um, Chaddy says it's a fun little game, nothing more about. Do you mean the game that won the best mobile game uh, at the Game Awards 2022? Well, that wasn't hard, was it? A fun little game, Marvel Snap. It's probably going to end up being... I wish they told you like how much you've played of it, um, because I, I would I wonder how many hours I've played of Marvel Snap. Too many. Because I do it in such small bursts, I'm like, is it actually just ten hours, or is it like a hundred? Well, yeah, because matches are only a couple of minutes. Yeah, so it I, feels like you've done loads of matches, but actually you haven't played that long. No, you do it in like bursts of fifteen minutes, mm. and then I might have like four bursts during a day. It's an hour a day, and then. A month. I'm sure you're having plenty of bursts during the day. I am, yeah. Of Marvel Snap. On the toilet. Oh, yeah. I thought you were playing something else and I was. No. <laughs> you said How do you, you play, know? You said you play it on the toilet, so I'm like, right, well. Exactly. How and many I'm not on commission. I'm not on commission for Snap, but I love it. And luckily, we have some friends that have got better taste in games than Chaddy who love it. And we talk to, like, we have friends that are even more obsessed than I am. A lot more obsessed. Luke. Don't take it personally, Charlie. You should. No, don't. If you don't like the game, you just obviously have bad taste. If you don't love it, bad taste. Don't be mean to people. It's a bit man. like you with uh, Shadowbringers. It's a bit like you with literally every game you play. What was the last game I didn't like that was great? You see, now you put me on the spot. See, I, can't he remember. I don't remember everything you played. Anyway, we should talk about the headlines, which this week is my life has been the Summer Games Fest. Summer Snooze Fest, more like. Well, that one was a bit boring. Well, the Summer Games Fest itself, which is Jeff Keighley's one from Thursday. Key three. Key three um, wasn't great. There were a couple of things that were interesting, though, which I will quickly point out. I am quite interested in Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown. I am interested in the lead character of the Prince of Persia game. Indeed. Um, this is a new Prince of Persia game. It's a Metroidvania and there's a 2D time platformer mechanic. with a time mechanic, which sort of feels a bit, oh, it's just another one of those. But I think for Prince of Persia, that is the right direction. That's and what it will was work really well. Well, it was, a, yeah, exactly. It was originally a 2D platformer. Um so bringing that up to date as a Metroidvania with some cool powers, I think looks great. I am going to be playing the shit out of that. Yeah. I love Prince of Persia. Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time is a fantastic Moni video game. Moni has just texted me and it's popped up while I'm on my phone saying Ben didn't like Chicory. And that is correct. You did not like Chicory and Chicory is brilliant. Oh, nobody's played it. Well, then more people should go and play it. I don't like colouring in colouring. I stopped doing colouring in books like when I was... Three years old. I don't need a colouring in game. Wow. Um, in I love that money like will text you because she knows you're like yeah, it's not she looking knows at, I'm looking at my. It's not looking right at now. the at the screen, so I'll text him to make well, sure he sees. She's written Chikaray. Chikaray. isn't he? Uh, Timothy Chikaray. Yeah. Shamalay. Um, we also got an announcement of Sonic Superstars. Now you were you were like ooh. 
ooh, when you saw that, weren't you? Was I? Did yeah. I get it? Because you were like, ooh, you were like, <laughs> this looks quite good. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't. It's a new 2D platformer Sonic game. Now, we haven't had a new one since Sonic Mania, Mania basically. Which was good. Which was very good. But that team, I don't think, are involved in this. Nope. Um, the the big thing with this is that, uh, well, partly it looks really beautiful. It's, it's like not 3D, Sonic Frontiers. It's like 2.5D, um, so sort of 3D characters, but side-scrolling. looks really colourful. You can play it as four-player co-op. There's no depth to it, is there? There is. You can you there are loops and stuff that go in and out of the screen. Can you can that thing is I was playing um Mario Brothers U or yeah. Wii, something like that. No, you like new and I hated the fact that it's like 2D, but there is a bit of depth to it, and you, you can't see quite where you're jumping or where you're going because there's a, a tiny bit of depth to it. Oh no, no, it's you don't jump in and out okay good, good it's more just that like it looks... in terms of flashy graphics it's yeah. like oh it's like it's going in and out so it ah, sort okay. of looks like it's 3d so you don't you don't miss a jump because you're you're ahead no, 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 in front no, of no, it or no, something. No, you don't get that good because that's yeah um, that can be very annoying it's co-op it's four player different characters with different abilities you also have chaos emerald abilities which sound quite cool um i'm intrigued as to why after sonic frontiers they have now decided to go into a 2d game um I don't really know why. My main thing with this is that I just think it looks a bit slow. And Sonic games Sonic are not game, about being no. slow. Sonic games are about going fast. Yes. And this one, it looks slightly more slower paced, play with your friends, and I want to go quick. Also, I don't have friends to play with, so I don't know. You don't want to have friends to play with. I mean, that's you with multiplayer games. No. Um, oh, I didn't mention this, actually. Um, they also released a demo of Lies of P which is the Pinocchio Bloodborne Souls like a game um which I then played the demo and um I quite enjoyed it it is very very bloodborne and it's trying to be bloodborne as opposed to trying to be something else so it's a souls like that does its thing quite well um but it is just mm. copying souls and why would you why would you try and copy the masters? Like you can't beat from software at making a Souls game, so yeah, don't try. But I mean it's not 60 FPS, is it? But born. So this is a but this one is. Yeah, but it doesn't look as nice. No, this I like I said this to you and I don't know if you agreed with me, but I just it didn't seem to have any atmosphere. Like soul, like Bloodborne. Didn't has, have a soul. Didn't have a soul. Like Bloodborne's got some kind this is of a puppet. Yeah, no, but Bloodborne's got atmosphere. It's got like smoke, you know, there's things kind of in the air and that. Whereas that, it just looked really clean. Mm -hmm. It was like they'd taken a London street and put it in the Lake District and been like, you know, this is a clean, like the cleanest game. And it just, I'm like, okay, where's the post-production? I see that. Yeah. I see that. Um, another great announcement was Party Animals. <gasps> Which is coming out on the 20th of September. Have you played it? I have. Have you played it? Am I allowed to say? Yeah, you played it. I played it. Um, so <laughs> Thanks to Ed. Yeah, it was um, It was really good fun. I really enjoyed it. Yep. Very we silly. Very similar to Gang Beasts, but I think a bit more polished. Oh yeah, definitely more polished. Um, but yeah, it is kind of goofy controls that you can't quite grasp. Um, and that's the best part of it. I am looking forward to playing it on stream. Also, it's coming to Game Pass. So yes. basically everyone can just play together on stream, which will be really See good See if fun. Stars is coming to Game Pass day one. It is. I'm very excited about that. Um, we've had some more... We've had some raw, unedited gameplay of Alan Wake 2. 
which you don't give a shit about, I think looks really good. Good. I hope you enjoy it. I will. You have no interest because in it. Because it's a linear story game. No, it's a horror so game. I'll enjoy it. Yeah. I just, no, I did not enjoy the first one. Even the remastered one was not enjoyable for me. However, the best thing at Summer Games Fest was right at the very end where we finally got a trailer for Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Yeah. I lost my shit. You did. Because I was not actually expecting it. Um, I'm just scrolling through to check there's nothing else. But no, that was the big last thing. I am very, very excited about that game. It looks stunning, incredible. That is what I want in a Final Fantasy game, is that. Yeah. And I cannot wait to play that. It's made me really want to go and play Remake again. Yeah. Good. Really? You're not fast? No, it's a trailer. It's not the game. I want to play the game. Uh, you know me, I don't get super hyped from a trailer. It's like, cool, we know it's coming out. Well, we're here to talk about the trailers, Ben. So if you I want to give an are. opinion on it. My opinion is that it is a trailer for a game that will surely be incredible. One of the best games of all time. It will heart, it'll break my heart. It will fill my heart. It will fill a lot of time. I will enjoy playing the shit out of it when it's released. But at the moment, I looked at it and was like, this looks great, cool. And I can't wait to play it. Great. I get more hyped like when a game is announced because then you know that's the announcement that oh hey this game exists it's going to come out. It's that like when it, and then I've I've made my decision I'm going to play it. Are you hyped that Fable is coming then? Oh yeah, but I was hyped when that was announced. What did you think of that? What do you think of Richard Ayoade in it? So apparently that's all in game. Someone said, mm-hmm. which I don't think people were really because it in engine or in game, but that was, that was in game, wasn't it? And people I think thought it was just oh it's in engine. I mean that trailer showed fuck all. Yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> like that game, I mean, that was a bad trailer. I I will admit because, like, they've had they've shown us the name of it before. Like it doesn't show. It anything. barely showed anything. There was a little bit of gameplay, and the hero was a woman, and people kicked off because Did she was apparently course. ugly. Um, because people are ridiculous. Um, but that game is clearly not coming out for a very long time, and it was too early to be yeah. showing anything. But never mind. What did somebody say? There was a game that was announced. What was the game? Was it Avowed? That's got a female lead. No. Oh, there was a game afterwards that had a female lead. But anyway, somebody was ranting at, and they were ranting at. Well, Star Wars Outlaws has a. That was what it was. So I'm thinking, I'm sorry, Star Wars Outlaws. And I saw somebody genuinely, without any hint of irony, was going, I wish that they had character creator because I don't want to play, you know, I'm not a woman. I, I want a character creator so I can have it look like me. And I'm like, and I looked at the profile picture and it's like, okay, you're a white man. There are millions of games that you can play where the character looks like you that other people have not ever been able to change. So the fact that this one game, this one Star Wars game where you're not playing as a white guy, you're there going, well, I, now I need a character creator because I, I want the character to look like me. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, fucking get over it. Yeah. Like, the start, what did you think of the Star Wars game? Because that was a new game. Now, I know everybody is obsessed with it and they say it looks incredible. I've just like, I just, I played so much Jedi Survivor and then finished it about a week or so ago that I'm, I looked at it and thought, that's the last thing on earth that I want to play right now. But when it comes out, I'm sure I will love it and it will be an incredible game, but I'm just over Star Wars action games right now. I think it looks far better than Jedi Survivor. Yeah, but I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit oversaturated. I'm Star Wars out. Yeah. 
Um, 33 Immortals. That is a... It's from the developer of Spiritfarer. It is, yes. That was that was it, which is strange. Go from spirits, they're all dead, to immortals. No one can die. Yep. Isn't it a 33-player battle royale? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, or co-op. Um, Avowed, we got to see a bit of that, which to me just kind of looks like Skyrim with some colour. It's very generic, <laughs> but maybe it will be good. Maybe. I wasn't super impressed with it. Uh, Flight Simulator. No. Right, here you've got an opinion. I mean, I'm fine with it, but some bit, well, so it's a sequel, which is a bit odd because flights, and I said this during the, during when we were looking at it, that it's a bit strange that, well, they said that they were going to be supporting it for 10 years and I'm sure they will do. But when someone says, oh, we'll support this game for 10 years and the game is kind of chugging along and it requires like the very best graphics and CPU and it still chugs along and is falling apart, like, because it requires such heavy machinery to kind of get it on to play it on ultra. I was like, so yeah, 10 years, like to me, it's, it's the true kind of next gen game. And it's a game that maybe will only reach its potential in a few years when graphic, uh, when GPUs are like even more advanced. So now they've gone like they released, they've announced a sequel, which I didn't even realize was. And a lot of people at the time, I mean, it was a terrible trailer to explain it because there's Microsoft Flight Simulator. I think originally it was 2020, but it was just called Microsoft Flight Simulator. And then this one is Microsoft Flight Simulator 2024. And everyone's gone, okay, so that's what? Is it an update? Like Sea of Thieves 2023 is just the update. It's just the latest version of it. But apparently, no, it's a sequel. Um, but there are people who, like air, airplane enthusiasts, who have spent <coughs> thousands and thousands on the original. And they've gone, wait, what? Why is this new game that you've announced with all these new features and stuff which is great but i've just spent thousands on this game thinking i was going to be getting like all the latest updates for like 10 years and now you've announced this is out yep. however they have said that the purchases nearly all purchases will be uh playable on the new game like all the mods and the aircraft or whatever they'll be you'll be able to just pop them over for free maybe they should give one. people a free upgrade yeah, I mean, most people I'm sure play on... Well, I don't know. Will they have played on Game Pass? They're spending all that money. Will they have actually just bought the game outright? Yeah, maybe. Hmm. Um, we finally got a little bit of Senua's Saga, which is Hellblade 2, yes. um, which I think looks awesome. The motion cap technology of that is, just blows every other animation out of the water. Um, there's a new Like a Dragon coming, which is going to be great. Um, now... He's naked. He is naked. And I don't understand the naming of it. No one does. And they've also changed it because it's sort of the same in Japan, but different in the West. And it's all a bit weird. Can they just call it Yakuza? Yakuza. No, because it was number. never called that in Japan. So what? It's called, like Resident Evil's not called Resident Evil in Japan either. It's called Biohazard. Yeah, I know. So why don't they just just keep calling it Yakuza and well, put a number they, on it? They fuck themselves over because in Japan it was called Like a Dragon. It's always been called that. And yeah. the next one is just called Like a Dragon 8 and that's that. So it's easy for Japan. Yeah. Whereas over here they called Yakuza 7 Like a Dragon. And so now they can't call everything else Like a Dragon because they feel like it's confusing. But also they want it to be the same as Japan. So they basically just fuck themselves over. So they've got themselves to blame. Now, another game that was brand new from Capcom is Kunitsugami Path of the Goddess, mm. which I am very, very excited about. Um, it's a sort of 3D character action game, I guess, but it's based in Japanese folklore with Japanese like 
creatures and horror creatures. Um, it sort of gives me a slight Okami vibe, um, just in terms of that um, celebration of folklore and uh, the sort of effects, the sort of kaleidoscopic effects and petals and all this kind of stuff. It looks really beautiful. Mm. Um, I desperately want to play that. I think that's going to be great. Good. Um, and... Could you just say, like, we didn't really mention it, I don't think, but, like, the Xbox showcase was fantastic. Well, I haven't got there yet. Was this not on Xbox? Well, this is Xbox, but we just haven't got to the end of it. But, but, like, no, from the very start, I mean, it was... Like, we were watching it even before the older stuff that came on. Like, as as trailer and trailer were coming on, it was just like, this is really good. This is really, really good. And I mean, it needed to be. And it luckily was. Um, Because the PlayStation one a couple of weeks ago was terrible. And they had an open goal of Microsoft have screwed themselves with terrible Redfall launch and whatever else. So they mm. needed to come out and just give us a good showcase. And PlayStation did not do that. And now Xbox have come out and said, here's a load of incredible games coming to yeah. Xbox. Now, the only one, most of them are coming out next year. The yeah. only ones that are this year are Starfield and um, Forza. And, Forza. Um, and, and the Sea of Thieves update. <laughs> sure. Um, so there's not a huge amount this year for Xbox owners, but overall there is a lot of good stuff coming. It was also just a good showcase. It was long enough that we got to see plenty of stuff, but also everything got a bit of time to breathe. It wasn't just a whole string of trailers. Um, and they, they did a good job of showing off what is coming, which Sony did not. Um, but then at the end, we got 45 minutes of Starfield. Yeah, and I saw there's somebody, um, apologies if it was anyone in the chat, complaining, no, I don't think it was, but complaining that the, um, why is the switch turned on? Um, that there was 45 minutes of it, like we counted it, it was 45 minutes, and I'm like, yeah, that that was planned, like people knew that was happening. Um, they said it was too much. Oh, yeah, they said from the beginning there's going to be a Starfield Direct and specifically on it. So yeah. it was kind of its own separate thing. It was. Even though it came straight afterwards. Yeah, it didn't um, quite work. But yeah, I'm... How What was your hype before Starfield? I was interested um, in the sense of it's a new Bethesda game. I enjoy Skyrim. I enjoy Fallout. They're not my favourite games, but I enjoy them. Um, and another game from Bethesda is going to be interesting. The fact that as well that it is um, Microsoft's big Xbox game, um, they have a lot riding on this. It's yeah. like their big number one game. So there's therefore a lot of interest. See, I'm not that too... I like Bethesda games don't really do anything for me. Um, I've never really got into Skyrim, never got into a Fallout game. Um, Wolfenstein I really liked, but it's very different to this kind of game. And yeah, I mean, there are full of bugs, but there's lots of mods. I just felt that that's kind of gone past me a few times. I've not, I've always dropped off them quite quickly. But so I was going into this going like, yeah, probably be the, the same, especially because the previous trailers we've seen have never have not been amazing, have they? Well, we haven't really seen very much. They've shown concept art. They've and talked they, about it. Oh, they showed us the gunplay. They, they, they had a like a year ago, like a little gameplay trailer, mm. but it wasn't very much. It wasn't clear what are we actually doing in this game? And so now we got 45 minutes of in-depth of this is what you will do in this game. Are you excited to play that? Very, very excited. I think... Why? What has got you hyped? Um, What's changed? Just being able to go to any planet. I know it's very kind of um, 
oh, what's it called? No Man's Sky. You know, you can just go from here to another. But like the, the worlds look beautiful. Um, I love the kind of customization of ships. I remember at one point I was watching it going like, oh, if they add bases, this is just going to be incredible. And they added bases. Um, I would, it would be really cool if at some point in the future, and I don't know if they've even got the ability for it, like to add online. So you could have like a friend come over, like Skyrim added online, didn't they? Or was that a mod, maybe a fan it's mod? Probably a mod. Yeah, I mean, if they managed to do that with this as well, you know, so friends could come over and visit and go to your base and, you know, you just... I just like the ex I just like the ability to kind of go wherever you want. Um it's very freeing. It's kind of always been my dream of a game is like just being able to do go and do whatever you want. When I was a kid, I remember thinking like the ultimate game if it ever released in the future would be to kind of go wherever you want in the world, like the you like the actual world earth and you could go anywhere and you could drive around and you could walk around and that would be exactly as it was in real life. Um Otherwise known as traveling. Yes, like, indeed. <laughs> just travel the world. Yeah, but a lot cheaper. And just being able to do that. And I think it's just like having such a vast place to go and having no limits and what you can do there just really does appeal to me. And I do like all the characters. I think that it lets it down a bit by when you look at the NPCs and they've got a low quality very face. Very robotic. Because they've all been like, oh, it's very... All the characters you can make yourself look like in the game. And I'm like, well, I don't look like any of them. They look ugly. Yeah, but and I'm also a little bit disappointed that it's 30 FPS on of course you are. Xbox Series X. But if it's consistent, I mean, Redfall wasn't. Redfall had a, a kind of a bad delay on the controller, which might have also been the TV the previous one. Um, Don't you blame my TV? It did do a little. It did a little bit. But um, yeah, I mean, it's not amazing that it's 30 FPS. I just hope that on PC that it's a decent port. Um, and with my 3080, I'll be able to get at least 60. We'll see. I came away from the direct feeling overwhelmed. Yeah. Kind of the opposite of you. You you like a world that you can just go and explore and, do. and do lots of stuff in. Yeah. I kind of feel the opposite where I I like focus and structure. And I think it's incredibly impressive what they're achieving with this. I think they're trying to be very ambitious. Um, hmm. they've put a lot of different systems, a lot of different ideas in sort of cherry picked from their past games, other space games, putting it all together, um, to make something that is in their eyes, the ultimate space game. And I think it probably will be. And I, I imagine it will be when they build on it as well. Maybe. I've got to say I'm a little, another thing I'm a bit annoyed at, and I hate it, paying more to get a game early. Because you're stupid enough to do it. That's I why. mean, that's the reason why, because I fall for this. But I mean, no. well, don't fall for it then. But I will, because I want to play it. Literally three days. Five days. Wow, a whole five days. Exactly. But if, if it was like The released, number of other games coming out in September that you'll be busy with. I'll, but I want to play Starfield. <sighs> I, yeah. I just, I don't like this. I don't like them doing this. I don't mind if it's like early access and you're helping clear bugs or whatever. But you're paying more to get five days early access. That's what they did well, with. Well, don't pay for it. I probably will, though. But that's what they... Speak with your money. No. They're going to get enough money. But like, Hitman 3 did the same thing. and But theirs was like, you pay for the better version and you get, I think it was like seven days early access. But like, that was the only benefit. There wasn't anything else of a benefit. So it's like, you were literally paying £10 to play the game a week early. That's all you were getting from it. And I think that was incredibly shady. 
like having a five being able to play it five days earlier but also it comes with like the DL the story DLC and it comes with an art book or whatever I don't and I don't mind that as much but like if you're only paying to play the game early it's just like well just release it early why this is just kind of just like putting the whole game behind a paywall for five for a week is also yeah. Starfield is going to be a buggy mess so you might as well play it five months later it might or feel f- a five bit, days later yeah it might feel a bit like a early access um so yeah for me like there's just so much in it that it feels overwhelming and what they didn't really show enough of for me which is the reason that i would play it is the story funnily enough because that's what i like in a game um so i can see that this is a space game for everyone to enjoy in their own way but i i yet don't know how i'm going to enjoy it because i don't care about base building or ship building or just randomly exploring and collecting resources what i'm interested in is what is my reason for being in this game and mm. i'm pretty sure the story is just join the constellation and look for artifacts and i think one of the artifacts is going to be some sort of gravity manipulation yeah, thing because that's what they right had at the, the end. end at the very Ooh. end it was like a gravity power thing yeah. so i think it's going to be like oh we've discovered an artifact that gives you gravity manipulation um and that's fine but i'm i'm looking at this thing okay there's all this stuff all these systems but at the core of this is there like a sort of 10 mission 10 hour story mm. that i can just play through play it on game pass mainline the story say great i've played the game and put it down and never play it again because i would be very happy with that well things, i, if I you don't bought, need to play everything else problem is if you buy the expensive version they said it includes the first extra story part of dlc so i wonder if they'll keep adding a story with dlc to get the people that have got it on game pass to kind of keep buying things because that's the one of the things that they do is like they'll the game pass versions are always the most simple standard basic ones and then you pay yeah, more of for and They want to make money. I yeah. appreciate that. But it's also, I also just find that shady of, of it's all designed to make money. And Company. I, well, I know, money. but also just, just release a good game with a good story. Mm. Yeah, apparently, uh, Clue says, they said right at the start, this is classic Bethesda game, true and true. Gone a side quest and two hours later, you're sidetracked, uh, sidetracked so much that you go, I'm so off the main story now but i'm having fun but i won't be having fun because i want the story and yeah i remember they yes they said that but they didn't give enough of an indication for me of exactly what the story is yeah, about no idea yeah. uh, do you think they'll do another direct at some point i think the story well it's it's out in september there's a couple of months to go um i'm sure they will have another couple of trailers that will focus more in on the story stuff um I mean, there was a story trailer. Yeah. It's just for me, I, I didn't get enough of a sense of exactly what the story is. And that is what I'm interested in. I think it potentially looks great. I think it's a really interesting world. Um, and I think there's a lot of potential for an interesting story. I just don't know what that is yet. Um, and maybe I won't know until I actually play it. And and I absolutely will play it because yeah. it's on Game Pass. So I think everyone is looking at this thinking, this is great value for money as a Game Pass game. Mm. I'll absolutely give it a go and see what I think. Um mm. Which is nice. I just, I, I just really want a good story in the midst of all that. I do, yeah. And also, one thing I do really like, and I've just said about it because it's online. I love that you can play the whole thing offline, because you just know when it comes out, everybody's going to be hammering that server. Are they going to be trying to play it? And you can just play it without even bothering about that. Because nowadays, when a game is permanently online, you're like, like Diablo, for example. 
I think he, there was a pro, there was a point, but it was a very small window uh, where people were having like trouble logging in and stuff. But like, yeah, Diablo, like that's some, another thing that we didn't really bring up. But there's the, these invisible barriers when you're playing it. Oh, they're the worst. Like the s- server issues. Online. What is the point? Yeah. Oh, the people have been talking about you. Mm. That you're a critic. Are you a critic? You are a critic. I am a critic. Is, tell us something that you like. Tell us a game that you really enjoy. None of them. They're all shit. Which one looked um, great? I mean, Final <laughs> Fantasy, Rebirth, 16 is amazing. Oh, sorry. Are you talking about Over the Weekend? Yeah, or a game that from, you're from... looking forward to that's really positive. Um, for for me, like the highlight was was Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Um, and there's, yes, there's an element of nostalgia because it's one of my favourite games, the original. Um, but I'm really excited to play the next part of that. And when you've, you know, you've seen all the comparisons of the original PS1 game to how it looks now. Yeah. It's like, that is how we imagined it when we played it. And yeah, now we're the seeing same games you don't want to go back you're like, to. Yeah. wow, this just, this is everything I wanted from this game. Mm. So as much as you don't like a trailer, um, that really hyped me up to be like, wow, I now oh, I cannot wait the to trailer. see what, what this world is going to look like and to actually yeah. get to play that. I enjoyed the trailer, but I will not be like going and analyzing it because I kind of, I've seen it, I've hyped myself, but then I'm going to leave it as a surprise when I see it in the game. Sure. Um, yeah. Charlie says, oh, by the way, go back to that. I mean, I agree with that. I agree with that on this one. The story needs to be good. Ooh, there's my dinner. Um, and if I'm doing, if I'm doing any side stuff or shipbuilding, it needs to feel rewarding and meaningful. Yes, I yeah, agreed. I hate. I'm there talking about see if these like where people can just steal your stuff and then you've wasted three hours. But I quite like it That's when a exactly game. Exactly why that would annoy me. I I quite like a game that respects my time, and I think that's and I'll always improve or I'll always be getting better. I mean. Even if I'm doing that in Sea of Thieves, I'm like ticking off commendations because you know me, I love my Game Pass. I love like a list of things that I need to be doing and like commendations and achievements. They're just constantly ticking off. So even if you, you know, lose all your loot, you've still got like 15 other things that have been ticked off because you've gone this amount of distance, you've killed this amount of people. So that'll always be there. You're always making some sort of progress. It's games that, for example, a uh, Souls boss. Well, no, Souls, not so much, but games where you're fighting something and then you die and then you go back and fight it and you can fight it and die 20 times but you're not getting a single bit of like anything from that you're learning yes okay i know you're learning a bit about the boss but you're not receiving anything you could have just beaten it the first go and saved yourself 20 hours we don't have time for this debate right now like i want to be rewarded for playing like even you see, uh, marvel you, snap but this give you points is the thing die. is that I, okay, I would rather have one big moment of reward than lots of little ones sprinkled out to the point where I feel like I'm not achieving anything. Mm. Like I, at the moment, am starting to feel really overwhelmed with games because games are just so big, these huge open worlds, and it's just stuff everything full of content to give you stuff to do. Mm. And even to an extent, Tears of the Kingdom, like I need to play it more, but I feel very overwhelmed of just like there's so much to do and it feels a little bit too much compared to breath of the wild which yeah. had a bit more breathing room to it um we've we've talked about plenty of games today i mean starfield is a big one where there's just so much stuff in it to do because yeah. they need to give you stuff and i'm like i don't want stuff i want to feel something by actually playing this game <laughs> as ed he doesn't just want physical things he wants to feel something inside i do and so, I mean, you bring up souls. Yes, you might spend five hours or not five hours. Well, unless you're bad. 
Like you, you you're might like, spend, I wouldn't spend five, well, you wouldn't might, spend. you might spend five um, hours. You might spend a considerable amount of time like trying to beat a boss, but then when you finally get past it, for me, that's a big moment of satisfaction. And that's why people play those games. That's exactly what from software games thrive on, what they know they thrive on, and mm. what they are going to keep pushing. Because even all the armored core stuff that has come out this week, yeah, they're very much pushing. It's about overcoming adversity and the satisfaction you get from that. That is the core. So you say the word core of from software's games and i'm completely on board with that because then i get past the boss and i'm like yes i finally did it i'm satisfied by that but if it's just go over here and talk to someone and collect something and then go over here yeah. and there's not a sense of progression of story or even just a series of bosses to get through for me i don't feel like i'm achieving anything i'm just in a world being stuffed with content and Half i'm not content. interested in that it's weird because some games like celeste I don't, but the thing is with Celeste, you're learning. Yes, you're not gaining anything from dying 50 times on something. But the fact that it kind of restart, resets you immediately, and then you do learn yeah, so yeah. quickly. I don't want to be sent to the beginning of a bloody level like in Demon Souls. Like that is the last thing on earth that I want. Get good, Ben. I don't want to get good. <laughs> I want to get better. Um, in the chat, by the way, Sam has come out as a homophobe uh, who because he likes Persona 3. Is it Persona? Does that make him a homophobe or a sexist? No. What's What's Persona 3's problem? You, you're more than welcome to like any Persona game. Except 4. 4 is for horrible people. Isn't that right? No. I didn't say that. Yes, you told me off, off stream. No, I didn't. I never said that. Yeah. I said I had some criticisms of one part of Persona 4. Okay. But you're, you can still... You can still like something. Okay, yes, I am a critic and I hate everything. But also, you can still like things but be critical of it. Yeah, like me, you are, you quite like me, don't you? Yeah. Critical. Um, yeah, I mean, Band of Stream is Pride Month. I've been Sorry. playing Persona in Pride Month is something. Um, so yeah. anyway, the weekend, Summer Games Fest. So you asked me, my favorite thing was Final Fantasy Rebirth, but also Path of the Goddess for me has massively stood out as something that was a brand new announcement that I wasn't expecting. It's a game I know I'm going to really enjoy. Um, and it's it's a hopefully focused linear action game. Um, but I'm really excited about that. So Was Starfield your top thing? I'll try to think of my favourite thing just then when you were saying. I think um, Flight Sim. Wow. Flight Sim is... Well, I'll give three. See, Flight Sim is the epitome to me of just doing nothing in a game. Oh, yeah, it's a simulator, Ed. Yeah. Now, the thing about simulators... They do I simulate... want to sit at my computer and pretend to fly a plane, or do I want to go on holiday? Flight Sim is just... is the. I know I'm, I keep, I'm contradicting myself a million times about uh, during this, but like I don't play that as a game. I don't sit down and fly from one area to another on my own. You do it streamers, and that is I good do fun because it's kind of background yeah. and a reason but to talk it's to people. But it's just so ridiculously realistic. And the fact that I can fly... From Samarkand in Uzbekistan to Islamabad, which I'm going to be doing on Sunday with Warwick. Um, like the fact that I can do that and I'm flying it and it just looks like I'm gen looks like the real thing. Like you could turn the hood off and like take a screenshot and people would be like, yeah, that's real. Like it is so realistic and photorealistic. And yeah, and it is quite easy once you've got certain controls on to kind of fly a plane. And it just, it does feel really good. Um, but I mean, if it, even if it didn't look that good, I'd probably still play it because it's just the the feeling of, of all real-time stuff. 
I do enjoy it. So the new Microsoft Flight Sim is your favorite game from the past week. I think three. Okay, well, there's three. I think let's think of our top three. So Flight Sim. Um, I think Starfield definitely got me more excited. And I mean that wasn't announced, obviously, but I mean obviously well, Rebirth. I'm very much thing that's shown, you know. I mean, obviously looking forward to the new Spider-Man, for example. Um, even though that was the week before. Uh, yeah, it's there are lots of good games coming out. I'm very much looking forward to playing Final Fantasy 16 this year, Starfield, um, Plucky Spire. Looking forward to Sea of Stars. I don't know how where I'm going to get all this time to play these really long games. Me neither. Was there anything really short that was announced or something that looked short? Please, I don't know, but please just give us some short games. Yeah. Like Clockwork Revolution. Yeah, that was the interest. That was the... Um, the Bioshock ripoff. Yeah. Well... That they literally good. had to turn around and say, no, we haven't copied Bioshock, we promise. When literally shot for shot, you've copied Bioshock. Yeah. And I love Bioshock. Like, it's great. But like, come on, give us yeah. something new. Um, Also, yeah, just give us something new that is short. Like one of my, this is, I know we always go on about it, but Citizen Sleeper, I got so hooked on it that I played the entire thing in one day and it was just quite a short game, but I just did it in one sitting, absolutely loved it. And yes, it's getting a sequel. That's my number one game that was announced. Citizen Sleeper 2, I Yeah, which was at the PC can't... game show, which I didn't watch and therefore I keep, watch forget, it? I keep forgetting that it existed. But yeah, Citizen Sleeper 2. It's like Brilliant. four hours long. Yeah, Citizen Sleeper 2 has been announced. It's going to be a brand new sleeper new story is going to be set in a completely different way to the other one because the other one you're kind of i think i don't know if who was talking about it i don't know i was reading an article about uh with somebody who had been who'd interviewed about it and they were saying like how in citizen sleeper you start off as nothing you've kind of been discarded and you're kind of getting better and better and like you're rebuilding yourself whereas this one you fight you you start like you're like the very opening of it, you're killing some corporate person and then you're like on the run. It's a completely different scenario and a different person. The theme is crisis and it's about how you and other people deal with crisis and different levels of crisis. Yes. Um, which is going to be really interesting. So yeah, that kind of game, it's like just play it in one sitting and just enjoy it. I'm totally down for that. It's got a beginning, middle and end. I get something out of it. I feel something from it and then I put it down and I go away and think about it. Mm. And that was great. What I don't want is some 100-hour game where it's like, well, keep adding shipbuilding and you can tinker away for hours building a ship that doesn't fucking go anywhere. What is the point? You can make, Optimus Prime. You can make Optimus Prime the ship. Sure. Great. Anyway, I think that was it. There wasn't any other news, was there? I mean, that's been the big news. Well, is, apart from is the Tekken closed network test. Stuff. About the Tekken closed network test. The Tekken closed network test, or CNT, which looks a lot like cunt. Yeah, exactly. Go and check that out. Um, okay, well, thank you very much for listening to uh, Swapping Joysticks. Yes, thank you. We've ranted a lot today. We have ranted. We've ranted. We've ranted each other to everybody. This is... I need to go to bed. This is, this is what happens <laughs> when Ed's tired. I'm going to blame it all on Ed. Um, sure. Yeah, thank you very much for watching. Ed, where can we find you? Well, when we'll be back, by the way, on um, on Monday morning, we'll be publishing the next episode of Inbox, which is our bit where we go and, yeah, we just answer your questions. So answer them, well, put the questions in our Discord. You can either go to swappingjoysticks.com slash inbox, go into the DMs, whatever. You just let us know your questions. We'll add them to the list and we'll get them uh, answered. 
And then, um, yeah, the name, the main podcast will be next Thursday. Now there's a potential that the 19th of August, so 17th of August is our 100th episode, mm. but we might be moving that to the 19th on a Saturday and we might be doing it live from the ID podcast studio mm. in, uh, London somewhere. Very nice. Hopefully with a couple of guests, but yes. we need to find them. <laughs> So that'll be, uh, yeah, middle of August. Perfect. And yeah, so, uh, Ed, where can we find you, apart from bed in about three minutes? Ugh, if you really want, um, you can find me on Twitch and Twitter at Ed underscore Knights. Um, and you can read my stuff on Eurogamer.net. Hmm. And find me at uh, twitch.tv slash BiggestBenus or Twitter, BiggestBenus1 on there, and YouTube, BiggestBenus. Very well, nice. Thank you. And we'll be back, yeah, next uh, next week. And if we don't see you through week, we'll see no. you through window. We no. won't see you ever. We're not doing that. Okay, go and tell us. <laughs> well, you just say goodbye then. Bye.